I do want to read this morning uh, one verse found in the book of Psalms, 118, if you want to turn over there. It's a familiar scripture, but uh, yet we want to put these scriptures in the proper context by which uh, they were written. Psalms 118 talks about a time where a new era had begun for David. You see, David had been fleeing from Saul for a long time for his life. And as long as Saul was alive and as long as Saul was fleeing after him, he had worries. What if he called him? What if he called him? You know how it can be when you're pursuing after somebody or somebody pursuing after you. Time you least expect it to there. The only time you're ever going to be uh, totally free from that chase is when they're gone. They don't, they're, they, they, they don't, they're not dwelling on this earth anymore. So this time had actually come and David no longer had to flee from Saul. And David had better days for him. Now the whole point of this scripture is, is that David had come to a point in his life that one day... Something changed for him. I want to ask you something. How many times in your life have been that day that something changed for you? An extraordinary day. That's what I want you to remember this morning. That extraordinary day. How many of you woke up this morning and this day is just like every other day? Put on your Sunday clothes. You got in. I don't know what everybody drove, but probably drove the same vehicle you've had. In other words, it's just another day. You just get up and go to church. I want you to know something this morning that any day that God is in is not just an ordinary day. It can be an extraordinary day. I look forward every time we get to come to church because I have no clue what God has in store for this, but I know this, it's good. Growing up in my mother's kitchen, there was a lot of things. I never knew what it was called. I never knew what kind of title it had, but I knew this. If my mother fixed it, it was good and I would be willing to eat it. Today, let me ask you this. Name me something God has ever given you that's not good and enjoyable. David had been fleeing from Saul, and let me tell you, there were some hard times for him. But he got to a place, and notice what he said in the 24th verse. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. May 30th, 2021. Seems like just an ordinary day, doesn't it? Just an ordinary day. Beautiful sunshine and spring day. We just come together pretty much with the same people we see all the time. And we're, we're, we go through our same routines. We all have the same things. But here's the thing. With God, not everything is going to be understood or not everything is going to be expected. From the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29 and verse 11, he tells us, Jeremiah does, Jeremiah 29 11 says this, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Now those thoughts means plans. Now God has something planned for you today. May the 30th, 2021, God has something planned for you. There's a time in your life, maybe this is where God has a, a, a desire and a plan that you might be saved. Maybe this is a day that the Lord speaks to you to unite with His church. Maybe this is a day that you've never testified before, but it's time to testify. Maybe this is a day that you've never ne- never bowed on an altar and you've really prayed. That, but maybe this is a day. I don't know what this extraordinary day is, but I know this. If this is the day that God has made, we will rejoice, which means good things are going to happen from it. And He says, and we will be glad in it. Jeremiah said, he says, for I know the thoughts that I think 
toward you. In other words, I have plans and I have intentions. Let me ask you something. Do you think that God's plans and God's intentions always happens the way He desires it? Let's go back even to the very beginning of this very instance. In Adam and Eve in the garden, did God want them to sin? No. God did not want them to sin. But the thing is, they did. We all the time, as our human nature, very easily, if we're not careful, we can go against God's intentions. For so many people that roam around talking about how bad a day it is or maybe things aren't happening the way they want, and don't get me wrong, some days are better than others. But I ask you this. Is it because we've invited God to be a part of this day? God said, this is a day of new beginnings for you. This is a day of something new. You know what I love about May the 30th, 2021? It's never happened for any of us before. We all have that in common, don't we? Anybody here ever lived through the the noon hour on May the 30th, 2021? You can't raise your hand, for it is yet to happen. You and I today, we all have something in common today is we get to live in this very moment of time. Time stands a little bit longer. Guess what? We'll say that again tomorrow or the next day. But we have the day that this is the day the Lord hath made. How are we going to respond to this day? He says, well, I know the, the thoughts that I have. Think toward you, saith the Lord. He said, thoughts of peace, not of evil, but to give to you an expected end. In other words, I have something in your future. God did not want David to spend all of his days fleeing from Saul. None of us like that. None of us like to be the one that's hunted. We're like the the prey from the predator, the one that's chasing after us. We do not like to be that one that's being chased. But could you imagine what it was like for David to get to a point and a place in his life where he was able to get to that point and say, this is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Some things start out like an ordinary day. Some things seem like they're just normal. But then something miraculous happens. I want to turn back into the New Testament for just a minute to Luke. Luke's Gospel for just a minute. Luke chapter 5. See if it sounds like an ordinary day for you. Luke chapter 5 and in verse 2. And he saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. Now, they wasn't learning the trade about how to take care of their fishing equipment. They already knew that. In other words, they were doing something they had always done before. They were just tending to their equipment. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed with him that he would thrust out a little from the land. This ordinary day is going to change a little bit. But you don't know why this day is going to change? The Lord's going to be a part of it. Let me tell you this. If you let the Lord be a part of your day, it will be an extraordinary day. It may be normal to a lot of people, but it's an extraordinary day when the Lord's involved. He says He came in and He sat down and He taught the people out of the ship. And when He had left speaking, He said unto Simon, He said, launch out in the deep and let down a net for the draw. So... These what fishermen do. They would go out into the sea. They didn't have fish finders. They would just go out and they would try to find their beds or try to find their areas that we might call a hot spot and they were going to fish. But notice what he said. He said, I want you to go out. He said, I want you to let down your nets for a catch. Now, again, 
Remember what we said in Jeremiah. He says, to give unto you an expected end. You know what expecting end means? I want to have something for you to prosper in. He said, I want you to go out and fish. You know what I've learned about fishing? Took my nephew out the other day, and you know what we did? We didn't catch any fish, but we sure killed a lot of time. Every time I throw that hook out there and I had bait on it, I changed the bait, I changed my location, I changed the depth. You know what I learned about fish is that nothing's a guarantee, but you know what? With the Lord, there are guarantees. And every time we would cast that reel out, that, that, uh, that bobber out across the water, and it would just sit there, and you know what we do? was kind of killing some time, and that's what we would do. But never did I, I was hoping every time to catch something, but I didn't know I was going to. What would your day like be like every day if you woke up and you knew it was going to be a good day? Every single day. Not a, I hope it's good or it could be good. What if you knew it was going to be good? It's not just a, a normal day, folks. It's an extraordinary day. What if you knew that every time something miraculous was going to happen? He said, I want you to launch out in the deep for a little bit. He said, I want you to let down your nets. And he said, we're going to catch some fish. Simon answered and said to him, Master, we've toiled all the night. In other words, that's what we always do. We always go out here and do that. We've taken nothing. But nevertheless, he said, if you want us to do that at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net brake. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, and they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. You see, these apostles went fishing in what seemed like just an ordinary day, an ordinary fishing trip. You know what happened? When the Lord got involved in it, something miraculous happened. How many people gather together under the umbrella or the idea or the label, you might even say, of a church? And the thing is, they meet together. They have religious music, they have religious readings, and they have all these activities, but Jesus and the Holy Spirit of God is not present. Folks, let me tell you this. If we don't have the presence of God's Spirit with us, we might as well not even show up. Why? Because the only way something extraordinary and miraculous is going to happen is if God pays us a visit. Aren't you glad to go to a place that we can feel the moving of the Spirit of God? We come into a place and we hear God and we, we feel God and we get to experience God. He said, I want you to have something. People come into church and then they turn around and go back out and they're just as dry and hungry as when they came in. God does not intend or have a desire for you to come to church and leave hungry. He desires for us to come in and be fed. He desires for us to come in and drink of the fountain. But the thing is this morning, is it because we've invited Him in? You know what? Because one person beside you invites him in. What about you? You've got to invite him into your life. And he said all of a sudden on this, this extraordinary day that they decided the Lord comes in, he says, I want you to launch out of the deep. And they said, sure, we've done this all the night long, but this is something extraordinary. We're going to launch out and we're going to do it at your word. And he said all of a sudden they begin to bring in their fish and you could just see all of a sudden that their boat was sitting there level and it started tipping over. They were, they were pulling so many fish and they hollered at their buddies. They said, you need to come over here and help. And notice what he said all of a sudden. Uh, 
that they got to that point so that, uh, and they came and filled both the ships so that they, talking about both of them there, begin to sink. You want to talk about a good day fishing? You want to talk about a good time uh, being able to be had? And it's all because of obedience. So this morning when we talk about an extraordinary day, when we talk about you having something that seems ordinary to you, this may start it out May the 30th, 2021, just another day. To some people it's another May day. To some people it's another Sunday. To some people it's just another time that we just get up and go to church but you know what I pray is that God would move in your life to where this is not something just ordinary but this is the day maybe this is the day you get saved maybe this is the day you join the church maybe this is the day that you you testify and all these things we talk about maybe this is the day could you imagine all the days that things are just going right along and the Lord intervenes I think about Joseph engaged to his soon bride-to-be. And all of a sudden, uh, Mary comes unto him and says, I know we're planning to get married, he, she said, but I've conceived a child. And of course, he knew that, but the thing about it is, is that could you imagine what seems like an ordinary day and then the presence of God comes on the scene and how things change. I, I hope this sounds right, but I hope that God rocks your world here this morning. I hope that God strikes you to a chord this morning that you can feel the presence of God in your life. Do you feel God? Is He moving in your life? For I want to read to you in the book of John chapter 6 for just a minute. John chapter 6 <laughs> How many times has a mother packed a lunch for their child? Any moms here ever packed their lunch for their children? <laughs> I know my mom used to do it for me a lot of times. and had some pretty, pretty neat little lunch boxes. And sometimes it was a paper bag, but more than once did this happen. Here this, this boy is that uh, gets his lunch packed for him in John chapter 6 and in verse 5. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and saw a great company coming to him. He said to him, Philip, when shall we buy bread and these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him and said, Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them. In other words, this normal lunch is not good. That every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew Simon's brother, said to him, There is a lad over here which had five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? So in other words, what seemed like an ordinary lunch, Jesus said, make the men to sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000 people. So here's what happened. You got a scene where people were hungry. You got a scene where there was not enough food, but there was a nice, comfortable, grassy land. He said, so why don't you sit down there and watch God do His work? So notice, let's keep reading here. And Jesus took the loaves, this is in the 11th verse, and when He had given thanks, He distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. In other words, you know what He was trying to say out of the 5,000 people there? He said He took this little bit of a lunch and He multiplied it to where it fed them, not to just where they were satisfied, but it says they fed them until they wanted no more. Oh, folks, I want to ask you something. Have you ever got to a place in your life, basically, in theory, being able to say, Lord, I, 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 I'm as full as I'm ever going to get? You know what happens to a cup when it gets full? It starts overflowing. 
You know what? I, we, we can only hold so much. And you know what today? Have you ever experienced an, an extraordinary day where God just filled you up so much that your cup was overflowing? You know what I found out? When that cup begins to overflow, then there are others that are going to experience uh, those same things. And they're going to drink from, uh, from your overflow. And you know what today? That's what revival is. It's, it's like a fire that begins to spread. This may seem like just an ordinary Sunday morning to you, but this may be the very day that God opens up and God blesses us with the great outpouring of His Spirit. These people got to a point that they ate until they hungered no more. They were full. They had no more desires. My prayer is every time you walk in those doors, and maybe this one back here, and you come into this place, that God will feed you with something that is so extraordinary that you won't know more. But I want to ask you a very personal question. How many times have you left church having needs in your life. It's not because God couldn't meet them. It's because you didn't want them. But if you have a desire and you want to pertain to these things, God said He would grant these things. And He said uh, that they didn't want any more of these things. So notice what He said here. And I want to skip on down to the uh, 13th verse. Therefore they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with fragments of the five barley loaves which remained over and above unto them that they had eaten. I want you to know that this seems like a, a, a normal day or a normal lunch for somebody and all of a sudden that these things begin to fill the people to where they had all that they ever wanted. It was the same thing day after day for David had fleed from Saul all of those years. And you think about that, day after day after day, he was running from Saul. And finally, he just woke up one day when Saul was dead and gone. He says, this is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. He said, this is the day that God intended for me to enjoy. Not to be fearful of sin, but to be victorious of that. Let me ask you another very personal question. How many times do you awaken in the morning, but you have fears of something in the day that may be stronger than you? I'm not trying to get you to admit your weakness, but I'm trying to get you to understand something. How many times do you fear that there's something stronger than you? Probably a lot of things. But name me one thing stronger than God. For folks, there's not one thing that you can face in a day that is stronger than God. Not even death itself can be able to overcome God. For God said, I will give unto you that victory that we stand in need of. And we see here that that's a desire that God has. For some people have the same thing over and over and over again. And all of a sudden, that day, something miraculous happens. Mark chapter 5. Let me turn and read about the woman that had the issue of blood for just a minute. Mark chapter 5. And in the 25th verse, And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years, day after day after day, she was sick. Folks, you know, you know what's amazing about being lost? You're not lost, saved, lost, saved, lost, saved. Colds, they kind of come and go. Her disease, what she had, never went away. Now the symptoms of it might have kind of fluctuated, but her disease never went away. You're either lost or you're saved this morning. It's one or the other. Now, I know there's times that you feel like God is, is troubling you more. And there may be times when you, you, you don't feel the troubling of God, but you still are an unclean person. This woman had an issue of blood for 12 years. And notice what happens. And had suffered many things of many physicians. 
All this that she had gone through. You want to talk about a, a, an extraordinary day for her? She was nothing better, but rather she grew worse. You want to talk about day after day? She just kept getting in a bad shape. Notice what happens. When she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind him and touched his garment. She says, and for she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. You want to talk about a, a, an extraordinary day? And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. It seemed like an ordinary day. An ordinary day, I'm just going to be sick again. You, you won't get a defeated attitude. I'm just going to be sick again. I'll spend all that I've had. I've gone to all these places. Nobody can help me. But if you try Jesus... You know, that's what I want to tell the world today. And I, I, I want to keep things in perspective. Of all the things that we've tried in our life, have you ever tried Jesus? Now, I understand that there's ways and there's systems of things that help us out in our life. And that's not what we're talking about. What I am talking about is, today, have you ever just asked Him? Have you ever come into His presence and what seemed like just an ordinary defeated day, an ordinary day where, where, where things are going to be gone astray again, and finally this woman, she came and she touched of Him of His garment and she was made whole. Sometimes a, a normal day turns extraordinary as far as things very drastic may happen along the way. In the book of Acts, let me turn over and read chapter 2 for just a minute. Acts chapter 2. I believe it's going to begin about verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost... Boy, that's a whole other thing. In the Old Testament, there were these, there were these festivals that happened. Some of them were one-day things, which means they're going to happen one time in your life, and some things were a week, which means they're ongoing and they're continual. Well, the day of Pentecost, which means you're only going to get the Holy Spirit one time in your life, folks. You're only going to get saved once. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Here they were. They were all in harmony. They were all together. Now, this is a, a, an extraordinary day, I believe, that's going to happen. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing, mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. Talk about a normal day. These people had got to a point that... Uh, there was this, uh, uh, these cloven tongues like that of a fire, and it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with other tongues, and as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men out of every nation of heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. You want to talk about an extraordinary day? What happened on the day of Pentecost? Do you remember what happened at Babel? Go back into the Old Testament. In the, at the Tower of Babel, the people got to a point where they were just going to build this structure and they were going to get to heaven by their labors, by their engineering. They were going to scaffold and build a place and they were going to get to heaven. God said, wait a minute. Your works are not going to get you to heaven. He says, that's not the way this works. So you know what he did? You know, what, you know how it is. If you're going to build something, you're going to do something, I'm going to tell you. When I pick up on this side, you pick up on that side. Or if you put this over there, I'll put this over here. We kind of work together on something. And all of a sudden, you speak a language and I'm not understanding you and I speak in a language you don't understand me. And they were all confused. They said, wait a minute. We came here in the same language, but now we can't understand each other. 
So what happened in Babel was the people got a confused language amongst them and they couldn't understand each other. So then the nations began to, uh, to divide, I guess you would say, and they went their separate ways. But isn't it amazing how on the day of Pentecost we have a reversal of that? Now the people, instead of trying to get to heaven by their works, the Spirit of God comes on the scene and they all understand the same. I understood this a long time ago when I very first went into another country, into Mexico, and those people were speaking Spanish, and I couldn't understand what they were saying, but I felt what they had. You could just feel it. It's amazing how that God takes people and He brings them together because the Spirit of God brings that unity or that understanding. And all of a sudden here, they were all marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all of these which speak Galileans? In other words, we're all on the same page now all of a sudden. And he, and he starts talking about all these things uh, that, that happened to them. Uh, and they were the 13th verse says, They were all amazed. Ah, and we're in doubt saying one to another, what meaneth this? Others mocking said, these men are full of new wine. You see, these people experienced something that people thought, these people have gotten drunk on what's happening in their life. It was an extraordinary day, not because of what they had consumed. Do you know what made their day so extraordinary? God had come on the scene. So you know today, my prayer is, is that God might come onto the scene for you, that this might be an extraordinary day. Because God has something intended for you to be able to enjoy. And God wants you to be able to experience these things. And I pray today that God would help you to see that He has an expected end for you. That you might enjoy the things that come from Him. But are you going to have those? Are you going to walk out of here just as hungry as you ever did? For in the Old Testament, the book of 2 Kings chapter 20. Hezekiah was a man that was sick. And notice what happens here in Hezekiah chapter 6. You want to talk about a, a, a day that something changed for him. 2 Kings chapter 20 and in verse 9. And Isaiah said, This sign shalt thou have of the Lord, that the Lord will do the thing that he has spoken. Shall the shadow go forward 10 degrees or back 10 degrees? And Hezekiah answered, It is a light thing for the shadow to go down 10 degrees. Nay, but let the shadow return backward ten degrees. And Isaiah the prophet cried unto the Lord, and he brought the shadow ten degrees backward by which it had gone down in the dial of Ahaz. You know what a sundial is? If you ever seen a sundial, it's a, it's a piece of iron or whatever. that It's got like a, an image on there. It depends on where the sun is. It kind of tells you what part of the day it is. Now, it's just an ordinary day. What an ordinary day is, you look at that sundial and everything's the same. Kind of like our clock would be, the time's the same. He says, wait a minute, this is not an ordinary day. He said, Lord, you're going to cause this dial to change by 10 degrees backward. Why did that dial change? Because of just the wishes of a man? The wishes of one person that these things might happen? Absolutely not. It happened because that extraordinary day happened because God was a part of it. I've never seen the sun change uh, 10 degrees forwards or backwards. I've never seen any of that happen, but I know this. I have some experience of extraordinary days. May the 30th, 2021. Lord, I pray this is an extraordinary day. Not just for me, but for somebody else. Maybe this is a day that God's going to move in your life. Maybe this is a day that God's going to give you. For David, he'd fleed from Saul all of that time. Saul was dead and he come up and he said, This is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. 
Sometimes we kind of take that scripture and we take it out of context saying it's for all things. We don't always enjoy joyful things or positive things in our life. And the reason is because of sin. But God said one of these days you are going to be victorious over that. Today, what about you? Some kind of extraordinary day going to happen for you? For I want to go back and read there in Psalms 118 for just a minute. Psalms 118. 24th verse, this is the day which the Lord hath made. We rejoice and be glad in it, but I want to read to you the 25th verse. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. Lord, I beseech thee. Send now prosperity. He said, now that I've surrendered to you, he said, let me live my life of prosperity. Folks, at the end of the day, does anybody here ever just stop and reflect on your day? Just ponder, what happened in your day today? Today, God has intentions for us to have a prosperous day. But it's only when our enemy is defeated. doesn't mean he doesn't exist. He's just defeated. Folks, you ever feel safe and secure that nothing can harm you? You're under the, 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 the protection of God. You're under the refuge of God. You're in a city where you cannot be harmed by evil. doesn't mean the evil is not on the outside. It just means you're safe where you're at. And when you do, notice what he says. He says, now, O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Today, I hope and pray that God will send you prosperity in your life. Because God has a desire to do that. Like we read to you there in the very beginning about Jeremiah. That he tells, uh, uh, just like he did with the, with, with the prophet Jeremiah. He says, uh, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace. And not of evil, but to give unto you an expected end. Today, is this an extraordinary day for you? Or is it going to be one of those when you leave? Say, well, it was just another day. We went to church and uh, I sat in my pew and we sang our songs and we did our thing. It's just a normal day. But you know what, folks? When God comes on the scene, a normal day turns to extraordinary. And with God, there is no day the same. For there's a lot of things that we don't understand. For I believe it is in the book of Isaiah chapter 55. Uh, we start trying to figure out God and we try to say, God, this is, this is what a normal day looks like. Notice what he says in Isaiah 55 and in verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways, uh, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. In other words, God said, he says, don't try to figure this thing out. He says, I'm going to give you something that's going to be extraordinary. You know what? We, we kind of label things just another day, just another day, just another day, just another service, just another sermon, just another song. All these things seem so habitual. But today, does God want to give you something extraordinary? I'll tell you this. If God gets in it, it will be something special. I want us to get a song this morning.